0: I think the best place to start with is hello. Hi there. You are now listening to On the Rave with, with Addy and Gav. I read, ladies and gentlemen, how's it going? Uh, this is the first of a series of podcasts that we're going to be recording called On, On the Rave. On the Rave. This is the Hardcore Histories, um, uh, and today, why not start with uh, the most famous of all DJs in Newcastle? Um, uh, The co-host, the man sitting to my left, Mr. Adi UEP. Adi, how's it going? Oh, magic, magic, magic. You are magic. <laughs> it's nice to be able to finally sit down and do some of the recording for this.
1: Yes, uh, well, it's been a, a couple of weeks in the in the making, but it's come come quick.
0: It come has. Quick, isn't it? It's come around really quick. It was a quick idea. So. What we'll do is we'll basically go through what we're gonna be doing in these podcasts. You're gonna have a double release today. Um, first you're gonna have this podcast released featuring the choices made Should by we pay? Made by Addy. And you'll also see the choices made by myself, Mr Gav High Viz. What we're gonna do each time we do one of these podcasts is We're going to talk through the musical backgrounds of our guests Their musical preferences Their early influences We've got ten different categories to talk about Sure I do And uh, I think the best thing to do with a podcast called the On The Wave podcast So let's start with some, some rave Let's start with some rave I think um, Get at it Get at it Do
1: to all your dreams yep. How dare you mobile phone?
0: was Rhythm Quest, uh, closer to all of your dreams, yeah, yeah, from the Dreams EP 1992, not 1982, that's well further back yeah. than that song. Um, that was released on network. Records. I bought that
1: for 25 quid, double gear full from a tiny little record shop in Newcastle. That doesn't <laughs> that's now a tap, us <laughs> for
0: right? That's that. That's the sort of like little nuggets of wisdom that we're hoping to provide for everyone today, so um. What we'll do is we'll, we'll just crack on with the first topic of discussion, which is your early influences. So who were your early influences in music? None at all.
1: My mum and dad listened to rubbish music. <laughs> Absolutely god-awful music. Just Elky Brooks. Like, just horrific stuff. I, I remember they listened to the odd Motown thing, but other than that, uh, just a shocking selection of uh, things. So I had to wait for- and obviously, you, you see things on telly, and it's 80s, so top of the pops is on. But other than that, when I got to school and started listening to to real rave and stuff like that, I was just like, bang, I'm in here.
0: Yeah. This is what I want. So it was more, yeah, school friends or what was going on the radio than your parents? Yeah, definitely more school friends. Yeah? And what sort of thing were you, like, introduced to early? You came, you went straight out there and was like, it was rave straight away. So what was your, what was, like, your background in that?
1: Oh, there was... Like an old mix thing that these... Like, this was when I was at school.
0: So back in cave times uh-huh, then?
1: Uh-huh. And it was a thing called Hit the Decks, where there weren't actually DJs, but there was, like, kind of mixed on computers, but they were to be DJs oh. for the first few. And then, Carl, I think Carl Cox did one of them, like, a later-on one. And after that, that was, like, a first little intro to Rave. Yeah. And then we started getting... Tapes from all over. I remember early phobias from Leeds. Easy Groove was a massive, massive influence. and still is. The only DJ, the, my favourite DJ that I've never seen.
0: Your favourite DJ, and who is? Easy Groove. Easy Groove. Never seen him. Just for the people who out there shaking their heads saying tapes, will you just inform the uh, children amongst the audience what a tape was? Well,
1: there were these little plastic things with their tape reels in, and used to record them and you could record over them, but then you'd have to carry multiple tapes if you wanted to listen to multiple bits of music, and then they would turn over, and then you'd have to spend hours rewinding them with a pen.
0: <laughs> Fitting a big biro in uh, them and turning them, them backwards. Spitting yeah. them round, and then they would flip again. Oh, it was, uh, oh, yeah, golden times. It's definitely not as easy to access music back then as it is now. I mean, we're, we're spoiled to have the likes of Spotify and YouTube at the point phone. Massively. Um... So on these early tapes, what 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 sort of tunes actually stood out? For me back in the day, like old singy breakbeat records. Right, singy breakbeat, like sort of, yeah, you, you sampled woman singing over some breakbeat.
1: Not, or not even that BBD, like BBD fantasy. That was that was a massive tune. I remember I slipped my tape huge. where I first heard first heard that, and I almost wet me niggers.
0: <laughs> Absolutely superb. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, we've we've had the pleasure of playing on the same bill yeah, yeah. before, and like, and, and all of that early sort of music. So, if you if you had to encapsulate your early influences in just the one song, what would you go for? Well, Would it be that early and MTV
1: was a thing? where, the, you know MTV today, where they just played kids that had babies. <laughs> For 24 hours a day, that actually used to play music, that actually used to play rave. Um, This
0: was my favourite video back then, and it was uh, The Prodigy, Everybody in the Place. Ah, okay. Uh, So let's let's wing that on. Um, This is The Prodigy, Everybody in the Place.
1: The project, everybody in the place, from the absolutely incredible, incredible experience album, one of the the best, actually the project's best album hands down.
0: Uh, it was 1992 on XL Recordings. That's a bit of a controversial one. How many people in the comments do you think are going to be right now? What are you on about? Fatherland well, was the best one. Well, they can they can say that in the comments, but just I'll just like to let them all know that they're wrong. <laughs> well, there you go. That's uh, that's Adi already put in the comments section to shame before there are even any comments out there so uh, let's toddle straight on I think into the second category Does that makes sense yes um, this category is called finding your own feet basically what I want to know is is when you started digging and finding your own music for yourself yeah. rather than the other music that you were being influenced with people giving you tapes and stuff like uh-huh. that when you started delving into the world of music what sort of thing was it that you were listening to
1: well I went from early breakbeats to Scottish Bouncy Techno. Right. And it was when I was at oh, Resurrection Event 2. I'd heard other things, little bits of Gabba and things like that. But it was never really sold on it. And I saw some DJs called GDO DJ Squad. Right. And they just played the most angry, bangy stuff ever, and I was just like, Right, this is the music for me from now on. Yeah. I liked everything else still, but that was it. And the one track from that night that stuck out. Was a uh, turbulence and terrorists? Six million ways to die. Ah,
0: six million ways to die. Choose yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that is that. That's an, an absolutely huge tune. Um, uh, was there anything else from uh,
1: at the time? Everything on that set. And luckily, I came back, and the um, GDU were also an act called Technohead. All right. Who did I want to be a hippie? And they used to do uh, top tens in DJ Mag. Right. So. It was quite easy to find the tri- every track from, from the thing. And they also put out an album of pretty much that whole set. Techno Head volume, I think it was volume two, that one. Right. But they went up to volume four, and that's just got absolutely stellar tunes on. Yeah. I highly mean, If you want to get into early Gabba, all the Techno Head albums.
0: Yeah. Um, was there anything else when you were finding your own feet that really stood out? I mean... I know that your background's in Gabba and the yeah. sort of the 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 hard darker drum and bass was there any other acts or uh, any other shows no that acts? were on
1: um there's so many like the 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 fella that actually wrote this record mark chord opinion has got various aliases on p c p and Cotsack but also like the likes of d j Paul very much Dutch sound which is huge at the minute but back then was just breaking through it was obviously it was massive in Holland but like people over here, hadn't heard as much of it. It was over here. It was more, your Scott Browns, Mark Smiths, DJ Smurfs at the time.
0: Just name dropping there. Just name dropping there.
1: Harry Glenn. Harry Glenn. Little <laughs> Blue Crumb.
0: <laughs> so if, again, if you did, just have to pick that one track, uh, "Turbulence and Terrorists Definitely. Right. Definitely. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, there are six million ways to die. Choose, Choose one. <laughs>
2: Choose what.
0: Right, that was 6 Million Ways To Die uh, that was released on the album Demolition Party in 1994 via Super Special Corp label Uh, Belt and Tune, that one That's what
1: I've got in vinyl still
0: I I, I may not own that one in vinyl, but again, that's that's also a tune that I was introduced to early on. Oh, um, definitely. Be. I think it's just one of those ones that everyone picks up on their on their way through. It's, yeah, it's a big it, sample as well. It's a, it is it's an it's essential rave, isn't yes. it?
1: Yes, I mean that sample has been through the mixer of every genre. I think.
0: Yeah, do I remember it being there's used it, in a Snoop Dogg song? I
1: think so. There's a there's the I think it was it's hype got it. There was definitely a drum bass. Uh, version of it as well, yeah. which is and of course the sample comes from um, Steven Seagal, Mock for Death, which is also a stellar film, full of good samples.
0: And I bet you didn't think you were going to get movie trivia uh, as uh, well as all of this rave nuggets from us today. So, rolling on quite quickly and precisely, I may say, um, to category three. Category three, we call first rave memories. Now everyone has those first rave memories. Can you remember the first rave you ever went to Eddie? Yes. How well do you remember it? Sketchy.
1: Sketchy <laughs> at best. It was at um a bulldozer plot plot of land now, but back in the day it was called uh, Global Village in Whitley Bay. Right? And I saw I think I saw Mighty B. Yeah, Mighty B and base generator first and then we we were mates. Started going quite regularly, and then saw DJ Rap. After that, uh, I didn't get to see Lenny D. No, I did get to see Lenny D. I didn't get to see Joey Beltran there. There was so many things down there.
0: Joey Beltran, big name.
1: Yeah, I was. I'm always good at that. It's a stellar tape. But there's another another tape for you.
0: Another tape for you to get if you if you're lucky, someone might have like uploaded that tape onto some sort of sketchy website oh, somewhere. I would have
1: thought so. It'll, it'll be in terrible, terrible quality, but it'll be.
0: Essential listening. Yeah, you'll hear a buzz and a crackle, but you'll also dance. Yes. Um, so, what things do you remember from that first rave? What like, like the atmosphere and what was S- going on? Really cheap smoke smell <laughs> from a smoke machine. Yeah, or just because it was no, no, the nineties and there were still tabs no, and doors. Both. Both. I, th- I think yeah,
1: yeah. I just remember it's it just stuck of smoke. It was, but the vibes are just incredible. Vibes.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's some of my early rave memories are also of, like, yeah. y- y- the music can sometimes go missing, but you remember certain things and yeah. certain vibes, you remember the first time you are really sweaty in a rave pit.
1: Oh yeah, that, that, just that magic feeling there. Like.
0: And I can imagine the glorious sea air in Whitney Bear wouldn't have made it any better. Salty, salty, sweaty no, rave.
1: In a tiny, tiny club, like downstairs club. Yeah,
0: how uh, many, what are you talking by the way, capacity? It's...
1: It's, I wouldn't have thought it would be more than
0: 200. More than 200?
1: I wouldn't have thought so. Yeah, at a push. It was a pretty small venue. Yeah, yeah. Considering the, 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 the quality of DJs that they had on down there at the time, I think.
0: I think at the time Was It
1: more more to do with uh, Guy booking them, like bass generator booking them, than uh, uh, anything else.
0: Yeah, well, Guy was one of those early influences on a lot of ravers in yeah, Newcastle, yeah. wasn't he? and his name checked in, on the first Prodigy album well there you go yeah um, he's a good guy guy as well, well yep. hey. there Same you go plan. so um, with these early rave memories there's there's always going to be loads of songs attached I mean you said that there was like all sorts of bits playing. what oh. music do you remember being played on that time round
1: on, that, on the first night I, I can't remember any but the second one <laughs> right I remember a lot more because I don't think there's any tapes came out from the first one, the Mighty B one. Or oh, if there is, I didn't get them. But if the, anyone's
0: got that tape, uh, you can get ID on Twitter.
1: Uh, Mighty B, nineteen ninety four, probably. I don't know. It's I about f- there from from Phobia, Global Village. Yeah. Uh, but the one after, I've still got. Actually, it's I might put a link up because I've got it. Uh, it is on. It is on YouTube. What a nice guy. DJ Rap from Phobia who was, I think, the most beautiful girl I've ever seen in the world at the time. Early
0: 1994 rave girl. Yes. Still still absolute stunner. Right. Spotty dog. And, uh, again, like we have done with the other categories so far, is there, like, one song that sort of encapsulates your early rave memories? Let's go... Shades of Rhythm, Sound of
1: Eden. Ah, oh, tune. And it's got to be a lot of other people's as well. I would have thought. Yeah,
0: I've, I, I've like, I've had the pleasure of emceeing um, with Shades of Rhythm on the same bill yeah. at a um, oh, what is that now? A detox. Detox. It yeah. Was a we, detox. We,
1: we both played with them. At, yeah, at we Reds. did actually.
0: I think we both played with them that night. Um,
1: I played with them a few times, I think. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Um, they're a, they're, they're a nice pair of guys. Yeah. Um, in fact, they were just in town last year. I saw them at. SR so forty-four. Ah right, okay. 40 dogs again. Over in the triangle. Yes. Over in that pink triangle. Um okay. Well if everyone's happy with that, um here's the sounds of Eden. That was Shades of Rhythm, Sounds of Eden from the self-named album that was released in 1991 on the album ZTT. It was released in the UK. Um, uh, that's just one of those quintessential old-school tracks that just gets everybody going. Indeedy. Anyone who's into rave has definitely either seen Shades of Rhythm or heard Shades of Rhythm, whether or not they even quite fully understand it was them who was being played. Yes. But one of those cornerstones of that 90s rave scene, wasn't there? Just
1: beautiful vocal...
0: Lovely pianos. It, it's got everything. It's got
1: everything that you want out of a rave record.
0: There really is something about the pianos that gives me that tingle yeah. like, right through. You're it's getting, really simple, but just super effective. Yeah, it reminds us of like um, being and, downstairs in the King's Manor yeah. um, uh, when Brenda, oh, hello Brenda, when Brenda used to work upstairs in the King's Manor, and I think it was Fun Size Johnny who played it and just... Waved his arms and got everybody going, and that's like that's another one of my like rave memories from from Newcastle, from the Newcastle it's, it's
1: just one of those tunes that as soon as you hear the first note, you just know what it is, and it's like, oh yeah, let's, yeah, let's have it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're one of those bands or one of those groups that you sort of associate with that festival vibe, isn't it?
1: Yes, they're I like, so. I've, actually, I think was the first time I saw them, probably was a Glade,
0: the Wet Glade. The wet oh the trophades glade, the aids glade. Yeah, yeah, aids. oh dear was 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 anybody at that horrendous grave? Uh, well, there was a lot of work. There uh, was a lot of work there. Leave your horrendous wet glade comments uh, in the in the box below. Um, and speaking of the wet glade and festivals and that general feel, subject four on the on the wave podcast today is festival fever. So we've had the pleasure of going and playing. Many places, it all being added. One of the highlights of our DJing or collaborations was playing at, playing at the festival, Bang Face. Um, what tunes or what artists and what vibes and what stories have you got to tell related to festival fever?
1: There's only so much you can tell, really. and There's only so much.
0: You see so many
1: acts that are just like, oh, that was the best thing ever. And oh, then, no, that was the best thing ever. Yeah. And then see something else, but that's the best thing ever. <laughs> There's
0: something about that festival vibe that just makes you... Yeah,
1: makes everything me. brilliant. It I, mean, does. I could have picked
0: loads of people. I mean,
1: uh, I almost picked KJ Swagger for his drum set it, it, it Glade
0: that oh. time. That was, that was superb. The best thing about that was, that that's the year that I was working as a steward. And the guy, Gav, Gav from Freaky Dancing, Gav. Hi, Gav. Um, the other Gav from Newcastle... Um, like he was the char- he was in charge of it all, and uh, he was like, "Gav, um, I've given you the shift of being the person who hands out water." KJ Swanger was like, "Ha ha, amazing!" Brilliant. So I got paid to be there and to see the person I come to to actually see, and I got to hand out bottles of water and glasses of water to all the ravers at the front while he was just going akas, And I remember that before he was stunning, wasn't he?
1: Yeah. They were- just an absolute
0: phenomenal set. So what other festivals have you been to and what do you remember from that? I mean, you said well, Glade. We... Glade
1: loads, haven't we? we?
0: We went to a handful of them, yeah, didn't Yeah,
1: Glade. And then before that, I used to go to like Leeds Festival, but that's very much not so ravey. No,
0: you're right, yeah. You would have <laughs> I saw some... a lot of
1: acts, but nothing that was... I mean, too many, I saw too many DJs there loads of times and they were always outstanding. I, I got a, a whole pint of vodka off one of them. <laughs> you know, Amazing. It was awesome. Uh, not easy drinking at the front.
0: Yeah. So, in your in your experiences of festivals and stuff like that, what sort of music is it that really gets the festival vibe going with people?
1: I'd say for for me, really fast breakcore and the like. <laughs> I always love breakcore.
0: Just that little bit more in the sun at a festival. Yeah, there's something about sunshine in music that really does it. And as yeah. soon as the tempo picks up, and you uh, everyone starts getting into it and you yeah, get all your the, dancing and you're screaming and your hands in the air. You just can't
1: be the clarty mosh pit like.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, we've both got memories of the same Glade. We went to quite a few festivals yeah. together when we were on missions. I mean, you you, you even brought a life companion back from yes. a festival. Harry Patrick. Uh, shout out to Pat the dog. He's he's a good dog. He's a good dog. Um, uh, and he obviously came back with you from Glade. So, is there anyone who you've seen at a festival who the like, one, really stood out. The one
1: person that just really stands out. Actually,
0: every day we've seen them.
1: Uh, so much that we booked them for Newcastle and played the whole the Star and Shadow to about
0: 50 people. Oh, the community theatre down back next to the Tannas? Yes. Aye.
1: We played there is um, Otto Van Schirach. Ah,
0: oh, yes. Um, uh, yeah, uh, he... Gave me a T-shirt. Yes. Um, uh, I went down to the Bang Face in London yeah. um, to go and see Otto Van Schirach and Ed Cox uh, for my birthday. Uh, and Otto found out it was my birthday. Disappeared backstage and came out with a T-shirt uh, for he's a, me. He's a nice guy. Yeah, uh, the T-shirt was great. It was a little bit small for my ample mass. But so still, it's a thought that
1: counts. It is. Yeah. yeah he didn't have is.
0: to go. In. I didn't. I didn't realise till I got home that the eyes on Schirach were penises. <laughs> <and> I, uh, <laughs> put the T-shirt on, obviously just a bit buzzing. Uh, DJ gave us a T-shirt for my birthday, and I put it on to go back to my mum and dad's house, and I just remember my nana's face. She like I was like looking at all the different pictures, and I don't know if it, I think it was my mum and my sister who pointed out. She was like, is, is that a willy? And I was like, oh, uh, I think it is. And just the horror on my nana's face that I was wearing a T-shirt with a cock on it was brilliant. It's just one of those things that I'll never forget about her. So um, if Otto Van Schirach is... Someone who you would see at a festival and really enjoy what, what one tune from Otto Van Schirach sort of encapsulates yeah. all of that,
1: the, 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 the sing-along classic "Sliced Doves and Cody. Oh, that's obviously
0: uh, my favorite. Right. Okay. Cool. So, um, ladies and gentlemen, Otto Van um, Schirach. Yeah.
2: Maybe I'm just too demanding Maybe I'm just like my father Maybe I'm just like my mother
0: Shirak mm-hmm. um, with the tune uh, "Sliced Doves on Cordine, which uh, we just had a discussion about there. And he yeah, uh, thought, thought it was on a different
1: album, but it uh, wasn't. That it was in fact T-Bag and the Dead, which, which is uh, which is also a banger.
0: Yeah. fucking banger. It is. Yeah, that's the album that he gave me um, as the present. As I say, when we were at Bangface, it's actually from the album "Oozing Bass Spasm" from 2008 on the wonderfully named uh, label. Cock Rock Disco
1: it's a it's a tremendous I've got a lot of Cock Rock Disco vinyl it always came with uh, tremendous posters oh right posters and stickers posters and stickers like a proper proper big poster with Cock Rock Disco and then some sort of wrong image or <laughs> get it. magical
0: Go cool um, I think that's that's one of the things that like doing this podcast is like it, it is for us. Obviously, we get to talk through the music that we loved, yeah.
1: Um,
0: uh, and then you get the discussions as well, where the pair of us had a little bit of a tiff there over what album it was on.
1: I, um, was, I was convinced it was Maxi Pad Detention, but I am wrong.
0: Yeah, I, I had Gav had done his research. That's what uni does to you; it makes you actually research <laughs> things. Um, so moving swiftly on, we're, we're flying through these, we aren't we? Are, we're we're, we're through. Absolutely flying through them. So um, category five is the shared discovery category. So what we want to discuss in this is music that you've gone out and discovered that you would like everybody else to listen to. Well,
1: I, I don't think I, our good friend Alex Koo would ever, ever talk to me ever again if I didn't say Lime Wax.
0: <laughs> no, you're probably right. Although he does seem to get Lime Wax and Otis Red mixed up a it's little
1: sometimes bit. something in, in... You spell Otis O-T...
0: Dun, dun. So sorry, you
1: little in joke there.
0: I know, I know. Yeah. So, Limax, what is it about Limax that appeals to you? I mean, we've seen him a few times. Yes,
1: many, many times. The man's just a genius when it comes to when it comes to beats and bass. Really, isn't he? there's I haven't heard a bad tune by him ever. Yeah. And I could, I could have put one of thirty tunes. Thirty tunes. I could have easily put thirty tunes as. This the one which I'm gonna play. Yeah. But and I would equally, I would have enjoyed them all. But this the one that I will play is my particular favourite, and it was one that actually just when I uh, that was the one I always used to play out when I just first discovered
0: it Yeah, my first memories of Rhyme Wax is actually of um, listening to Nails and Bass. <clears throat> I think Nails and Bass is a mixtape made by another local DJ, Pegs. Pegs. Uncle um, well. Eggy. Um, and he did the Nails and Bass remix a good few summers ago, um, and if I remember rightly, I think is it the Attack that he opens it no, with? Yes. Um, which is again, it's just one of those wax tunes that's. Just As amazing. I say,
1: I think Alex K just just the mention of the Attack is enough or K will be wanting his little fucking Yorkshire tits off.
0: Well, he'll he'll be thoroughly loving that. It's no Agent Orange, but no. it's still an absolutely crippling tune. So if you had to pick one of these albums that you think everyone should listen to. Uh, oh, which Oh, it's a
1: hard... I'm going to go with the first one. I'm going to say Scars on the Horizon.
0: That's such a good choice. I absolutely love that album. It's one of those ones like that just doesn't seem to have any filler. Everything yeah, on it's another banger. Just ridiculous on it. Yeah, I, I think one of my favourite things about Lime Wax is the the build-up. Like Every song doesn't just start... Boom! It, builds up slowly and then when it reaches its pinnacle you're already like absolutely going for it so um there's a lot to be said for that guy and, and as I say he's, he's another guy that we've actually met he's yeah, yeah we
1: have had him on at Backlash when we were running that yeah
0: yeah he was, he was awesome really really nice guy massively well. good massively yeah.
1: good super talented and at the time ridiculously
0: young I think when
1: I first started listening he was like 17 really he was ridiculously young when he started putting
0: out really started putting out tunes. i think that if you've got the talent for making it it's 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 always going to be there isn't it yeah. so um and so often it is the case that someone's first album is their best yeah um, uh, but, i
1: mean he's put out stellar albums since then, you know, uh, like... oh, he's
0: joined, he's in loads of different bands at the minute yes. as well, isn't it? He does works with um For a lot with
1: Thrasher. Him and Thrasher's got a new band that they've started. I can't remember what they're called because uh, it's it's brand new. It's, yep. I just heard about it the other day. Uh oh,
0: is Larn Goldberg variation? Yes, with Panacea. With Panacea, there you go. That's another person who's featured. And there's another one he's in, isn't it, as well? Is he in um Well he was in the hard way with Thrasher and thing, but since then Bonra
1: has left and now it's I think it's Thrasher, Low Max, and somebody
0: else. Yeah, I'd, I'd, yeah, it's a shame that Bongro left because he just got out of rave, didn't he? Yes, all together. Yeah, that last album that he released, the far Free for Everyone," was well, he released everything. He's just everything was free. Yeah. Literally, just take what you want. Yeah, well, it was a good end to everything that he was doing. So, with "Scars on the Horizon," um, everyone should go and listen to that album. That yes. is the shared discovery. In it's entirety. Wait, wait! You're gonna listen in its entirety, but if they were to listen to one particular tune first that you think encapsulates that whole album? I would say it was Lime Wax Everything. Everything? You're not going for the attack? No. Oh. Sorry, Kurt. Sorry. Right. Okay. Well, um, everything. That was everything. That's on Scars in the Horizon. two thousand and seven. It is an amazing one, and that's on a, Tech Week recordings. Yes. Yeah.
1: If you want to know where the sample came from, I got told by uh, Adam Johnson, not the not the football Adam Johnson, Adam Johnson. A, a, a different <laughs> Adam Johnson, that uh, he recognised the sample it was actually an old printer and the the mechanism of the old printer there. <laughs> That's actually just a printer printing
0: stuff out. Is that really? The yeah, it's a, like Exxon printer or something. And here's me thinking he's a genius, programming sounds like that, and all he's doing is sampling that's a printer. Right, yeah. yeah, it's just like you can hear music and everything. It makes you think of tyres from Spaced, yes. like raving to the traffic lights and stuff like that. Um, amazing. So, um, listen to Lime Wax. That's what Addy reckons that you should listen to. Let's all the time. Let's give you a quick reminder, you are tuned in to the On The ray podcast. On The Ray With Addy, that's Addy, I'm Gav. And, that's uh, Tom. That's Tom. Well, Tom will be on soon, hopefully. A um, couple of things to mention. You can follow us on Twitter at OnTheRave. You can tag us on Facebook at any time. At OnTheRave, all capital letters. Let us know what you're thinking of the oh, podcast. Or Addy and Gav OnTheRave. I think that works as well. Uh, well, that's the page. Oh, no. It's OnTheRave with Gav, and Gav. Yes, it is. It's OnTheRave with Addy and Gav. Is the page on Facebook. Or if you want to tag us, you can just press that at button and put OnTheRave in all capital letters because... It's on the rave. On the rave. Shout it. Don't do it. Live it. Bang talk. Bang talk. Bang talk is it's real. It's not getting boring. Never getting boring. Now we've got a podcast. Um, moving swiftly on How from that silliness. Um, uh, let's talk about category six. Now, this is an interesting category for me. I've called this category the in the, air, the arms in the air moment. So, every rave you've ever been to. There's always there's always one moment where oh multiple if you're lucky you, multiple multiple if, it has air uh, moments if the DJ is good enough and if the DJ knows all of the tunes and he can read the audience there'll be that moment where in unison the audience all raise their hands everybody's got goosebumps all those little hairs are standing up on your arms and on the back of your neck and there are just so many tunes out there that do that A
1: ridiculous amount
0: they are so. First of all, as someone who's been in a crowd, Addy, is there any? Can, are there any moments that you can remember where you had your hands up, in a crowd? just uh, so, like every old piano record
1: ever, oh, <laughs> you're just, just like all you've got to do is drop a piano record and I'm full of cheeky girders and I'm just away with a mixer. I mean.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I suppose. I suppose there's there's always those certain tunes that I mean you mentioned it before Baby D that's just let me be your fantasy is just one oh. of those tunes that lifts a whole crowd and gets everybody arms up. You
1: love those single on words as well. You do, yeah. You really really do like even because you even, don't get that many just proper songs, but that is essentially just a rave song.
0: Yeah, there's there's not well yeah that's a good way of calling it a rave song instead of a rather, rave tune rather than a tune yeah. with a sample. Yeah, a, it's a proper song. It is. It's a proper song, and it's like. Sometimes when you're at a rave, if you don't remember all of the things that happened at the rave, you remember, you remember your arm from the moment.
1: Condensed highlights. Yeah. Like, like Match of the Day.
0: Yes, exactly. Like the little clips that Newcastle always get at the very last on Match end. of the Day. At the very, very end. Um, so what about at the other side of the decks? I mean, I don't DJ, so I, it's like uh, I, I'm used to standing up there and shouting things down a microphone. Um, for you as a DJ, what's in your bag that you can pull out that you, you you've got a cheeky grin and you know, are you bastard. There's, there's always a few, and it just depends on what I'm playing. Whether it's drum
1: and bass or whether it's gabar or whether it's speak or a break. Or there's always a couple of things in your bag that you're just like, ah, this is gonna, this is gonna go fucking metal.
0: And <laughs> do you remember any times that I mean, obviously in your backlash career or maybe when we were at Bangface or something like that? Are there any tunes that you've propped on? And then you've looked up and you've realised, oh shit! Everybody got their hands up. There's loads, but that, that's like,
1: "Cripple Fight."
0: Oh there's my always, God, I love that good. tune. It's
1: always the uh, "Cripple Fight" almost made this list. A couple of a couple of things, but I'm holding off. It might it might be in another list another time.
0: Yeah, that's it. Yeah, there, there's always more to come. There'll always. always be more to come of this podcast. Um... Just those arms in the air moments are some of the and, you, and those unifying moments where all of the crowd are there. I mean, I, I love that sort of thing. Yes, I absolutely live for that sort of thing. Moments where someone will be playing something completely different, and as an MC, I might pick up on an old Jungle Lane, and yeah, everyone just, will come running forward and just they put their hands up, and everything's going. Everyone's sweaty and hugging, and it's just that lovely, lovely moments. It is. I think I'm in in the same opinion as you. Is that there's so many. Piano, old school style yeah. tracks that really do that to me. Um, I, I'm gonna name drop Big Mark Archer because oh. he has just got a list of the ones that He's do that to you. He's the Don. He is a Don, isn't he um, not as if, famous as me though. Well, I, think you're fine. I know that's what you're especially not in France. Um, but what if you had to pick one, either as a DJ or as someone who was in the audience? Is there that one arms in the air track that gets you every time? I'm,
1: Picking this as a DJ and in the audience, because this track will do it to me every time. Right. And um, the guy at the time was an absolute phenom, just for this this one record and another record that he put out, and it's a uh, Dream Frequency.
0: Yes. Which June? Uh. Well, he did two big ones. What was? Okay. Do you want to name one and then pick the other? Well, let's let's just play one first.
1: Let's just play it's one a, first. Take me to the top.
0: Oh tune tune frequency. Take me to the top. take me Did you all have your hands up? I bet you I had all it, had it, your hands up. I, had, it. I had his hands up in here the whole time? I imagine your shoulders hurting after that. Yes.
1: And if you want to hear the other one, it's uh, Feel So Real. Feel Feels Frequency, Feel So Real. Another uh, epically good record.
0: So, that was Dream Frequency, Take Me To The Top. That was released on the One Nation album in 1992. Uh, across two labels in the UK, it was released on City Beat and on Bangas Bankwick. I've got
1: the 12s on City Beat.
0: You've got the 12s on City Beat? Yeah. There you go. So that's the one that... He is playing out, and he is not now. So I'd say, wait, wait. It's, always, it's always end of, end of the set. Like, yeah, magic. well, you might as well leave them with their arms in the air. Yes. Yeah, why not? Um, moving <coughs> swiftly on, let's uh, move to the dedication section. Now, one thing we are going to do every time we do one of these podcasts is we're offering one of our guests a wild card. That means for one of the ten topics that we're going to be talking about, you're allowed to pick two tunes, not just the one. And I believe, Adi, you're just about to play a wild card.
1: I am. I've, I've got to choose two for this one. I'd, his... be, I'd be a miss not to. You'd I'd be, be a, a
0: fool. I'd be a fool not to. Yes. This is section seven. This is the part of the podcast where Adi and I are going to offer our guests the opportunity to dedicate a track to someone. DJs are often up on stage and... You play tunes endlessly and you may get tunes requested of you, but you might not always be able to dedicate a tune to someone. Addy has got so many people he wants to dedicate tunes to that he's much I've, I've picked two. I've
1: picked two. He's picked two. So I can't have any more than two world well, cards. Well, Otherwise we'll
0: be here all day. Oh the podcast would be like six hours if you yes. had to dedicate something to to everyone. So um dedicate what we'll call this seven A. Seven A What is no? Who are you dedicating this next track? Well, what's the track first?
1: Right, the track is the panacea. Actually, he might be just being the. I'm not sure if he was the panacea at the time or whether he was just panacea. I think the came a bit later. Yeah. So it was just panacea, Tron. Ah, oh. it was on low profile darkness. And 1997 was an epic year for tech-step.
0: Yeah, yeah, really early tech step stuff. That's the one that was released on Position Crop? It was. Well, yeah. His own label, yes. That, well, his own Yeah, oh, Owning their own label in 1997. How old? He, he, he's not even that old, is he? No. Owning his own label. He's like, he's like, it's shockingly talented when someone he, does he it. he's still shockingly talented yeah. and uh,
1: great, great gold teeth. And
0: apparently he's just had a baba. Yeah, that, yeah, that's all, what I Yeah, That's what I hear. All the best to him. So... Who do you want to dedicate this Panacea track to? Well,
1: I would never have heard this rec- Oh well I might have heard it eventually, but uh, the first person that played it for me, and I thought, ooh, what is this drum and bass that sounds like Gabba, <laughs> was uh, Jussie Maughan, Jussie Boy, the, the man behind the, the, the counter of Bass Generator Records, also one half of Elements of Noise, uh, Newcastle's
0: greatest drum and bass act. Amazing. Well, in my personal opinion. In his personal opinion, you know, he's not—he's not pushing his opinion on anyone. He only says they're the greatest. Um, so, for Jesse from Elements of Noise, Jesse, Jesse, not Jesse, not Jesse, Jesse. Also, phenomenal DJ. DJ, Well, there we go. Um, this is Ali's first dedication. This is the Panacea Tron. doesn't get you hard nothing will <laughs> well we'll see what the doctor says about that as we said at the top of this section Addy has chose to use his wild card doing mouth air horns because sound effects are rubbish you might as well do them with your gob um, this is your second choice for dedications these multiple dedications from Addy today um, Addy who would you like to dedicate this to? One of my oldest
1: to? friends in Rave and everywhere else. Don McDonald. Ah. Co-creator in On Night, Fueled by Hate. Co-creator in a night called Backlash. Co-creator in a lot of things. Now doing Born Lippy.
0: Yeah. Co-creator in Milk the Cow. Uh, Just won an award for poetry. Yes, he did. He did. He is the poetry slammer. Yeah, there we go. Um... And uh, Don is such a good guy. I've got so many amazing memories of Don. Uh, that Glade Festival where he just turned up as a horse head yes. sort of Trojan thing, that is just brilliant. He's such such a good guy. And, and again, he's one of these really talented DJs. I credit Don for introducing me to a lot of backlash, uh, not a lot of backlash, a lot of break call, um, because he would always play that sort of scattier, breakier, sort of yeah, more manic jungle than anything that other DJs were playing at the time, so... Um, very very groundbreaking, yeah, very groundbreaking. Yeah. And it's always nice to dedicate a track to someone who's helped you a lot in life. Also, uh, this
1: particular act that uh, we're going to play here, it was the Ori, I think it's the Ori people that we didn't get on a backlash that we were really gutted. Oh, is the, we, are they the, we, one we, the one that got and away? And they didn't they didn't come over with the act, I think it was the lowest 50 quid. Oh. As, as a retainer. Oh dear. I think they, they broke up shortly after uh,
0: we we took the so dramas is what ended that. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So, um who who are this mystical act that owe you yeah, on 50 quid?
1: Named after um obviously the whale book. Cap
0: Ahab. Our captain Ahab. Ah, uh, Captain, from Moby Dick. Yes. Is that the whale book? That's the whale the book. The whale book. I didn't realise that that literary masterpiece was uh, more commonly known as the, the whale, whale book. book. <laughs> it's just a book about the whale. It's just a book about a white whale. Um, so, uh, what Captain Ahab track is it that you're going to dedicate to Donald uh, on the, the
1: hilarious I Can't
0: Wait For Summer. Ah, okay. Well, this is Addy's second dedication of the night. He's used his wild card to play a second dedication and it's Captain Ahab for Don. Don, enjoy. Uh, that's Captain Ahab. I can't wait for summer. What album was that off, Addy? That is off, uh, and My Heart Still Bleeds. Yeah, After the Rain, My Heart Still Bleeds, which is a wonderful title. That's a 2006, uh, 2006 release uh, on the UK, released on a label called Rave Explosive which is such a good sounding label, or no. Death Bomb ARC. You know what? I don't know anything else on that label. No? <laughs> I don't think. It sounds like it's going to be one of those... Um, one of those? But go out and check out Kat Mayherb's other stuff. Yeah, there's loads, of, there's loads of stuff on YouTube, and I believe they're on Spotify as well, so have yourself a deaky. Um We're getting close to the end. We are. We are. We're moving swiftly through these. This is the moment of the night where we're going to start talking about guilty pleasures. The guilty pleasure in music. Like Strangle once, but more musical. Yeah, well, that's it, basically. Um, A guilty pleasure is something that um, you absolutely love, but you would probably cringe if your friends knew that you were into it. See, I, I don't really cringe, but maybe the one I've chosen, but a lot of the
1: time I'll just put it out up front, or maybe it's in the middle of a rave set, like when I would play... Linda Carlisle, or um, Russ Abbott, what an atmosphere just remember the set Oh what an atmosphere.
0: I've of, heard you drop that in yes. a before. Yeah. Or flowers. Yeah, the pouring rain. He does know. love dropping do, that in the middle of a rainbow well. spot. So it. by the way of guilty pleasures, is there like is there one genre of music that well, you sort of Since
1: when I was in the Gabba at Judgment Day times we used to have to hate happy Hardcore because mm-hmm. the it's the negative of what Gabba is, isn't it? It's the black to Gabba's white. There, is, there is a few things that sneak through, you know? You have your Force and Styles and, and MC Jr. and Dougal and Vibes. <laughs> but this one is magical by name, magical by nature, isn't it, Oh,
0: really? dear. I think, I think I know what he's going for here. I'm going straight let's in. just Let's just tease it out just a little bit longer. <sighs> like, what is it about this track that really makes it your guilty pleasure? Well, you've got to love the 80s version of it. And this is just raved up to the max 80s, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's what's not to like? Well, you know, there's going to be many people out there who twist a face when you say things like, what's it like? Um, But, I mean, they can twist a face, but I can guarantee they'll they'll be dancing as well. Well, that's it. That's the thing with a guilty pleasure. As long as they're by themselves in their bedroom and they think nobody's look, they're going to dance. I'm always watching. Yeah. He's always watching. That's what he's famous for. Yeah. He's not actually famous for DJing in France. He's famous for the for his ocular power. Yes, watching all the time. So, who by? What's the tune? That's DJ Magical Rush Hour. Oh, hit it! Oh, right here we go. On the room. Yay. Who didn't dance? Nobody. Nobody did. Well. I was watching them all, yeah. if they're all dancing. Well, that's all it, yeah. Them. If you didn't dance, post in the comments why you didn't dance. Why did you not have yourself up? That's DJ Magical, that's Rush Hour. And I believe that version is the Vinyl Groover remix from 1996. Ooh, well, well we have, could be, huh? yeah, it could be. It could be. It could be. It could be. Right. So, swiftly on. There's only two categories left, Daddy. We went through that really quickly, haven't we? We have, yeah. We're absolutely burning through this first version of the podcast. As we've said multiple times, this is the On The Rave podcast with Addy and Gav. You can get us on Facebook, on Twitter, and all of the songs will be available in playlists on On YouTube. YouTube. Um, So you can search on YouTube for On The Rave with Addy and Gav, all capital letters, and the playlists will be made available right now after the shows have gone out. These playlists are actually already out and about. Yeah,
1: you can listen to them now in the future, but the past... That just blew your
0: mind. Yeah, yeah, the future and the past coming together. Good. So this is section nine of the show. We're winding it down, and we're going to get into the deep stuff now. We're going to talk about GOATS. Uh, If anyone isn't aware of the acronym, GOAT, G-O-A-T, is... Greatest. Of all time. So, this is this is just going to divide people all over the place. Um, this is probably the one of the ones that you put the most thinking into. Well, it was hard. It was. But hard. when it
1: comes to the music which i grew into and being influenced more by, gabber and hardcore, there's only one, one DJ, one producer, one person in the whole thing that's ever been renowned as godlike.
0: Right. So, uh, DJ UEP. Uh, UEP. Who is your god and why?
1: Lemmy D. Because oh. Lenny D is god. There's pictures gone. of me with Lenny D when I was 20 with the Lenny D's God T-shirt on. Right. There is pictures out there with me and uh, DJ used to DJ with Rob Saunders. Pick up Rob. Don't you You got a funny voice now. <laughs> uh, and Smith. All uh, all hanging out with Lenny D outside the uni from the remarkable
0: Judgment Day days. Right. What is it about Lenny D that makes you that makes him he, your dog?
1: Not only was he just, just an amazing DJ, just amazing. He was playing stuff. That was so groundbreaking at the time, and still now, we just saw him at Banfield last year doing the Industrial Strength uh, showcase with the uh, man Idin who was running around with the flag. Big up ideen I, I, I mean, he I, owns I, Industrial I, Strength Records, well, which is like the biggest pusher of all genre that the, that
0: there is or ever will be. That's where I was to. There's something about the things that are reduced that are released, sorry, on Industrial Strength Records that makes them. Sort of pioneering in there's the world of Gabber and There's so
1: many huge, huge records that came from that label. Whether it's the one that I'm going to be playing. Maybe later. <laughs> maybe later. Maybe uh, later. And this one that I'm going to be playing now?
0: Right. Okay. Also
1: on Industrial strength.
0: Well, if anyone out there wants to get into your GOAT, that's the funny way of putting it, if you want other people out there to listen to Lenny D and they've never heard him before, what should they type into YouTube?
1: Lenny D. The Dreamer. The Dreamer? The Dreamer. That's what he's going for. So, um, I, 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 can I just say that I'm picking The Dreamer because uh, Benny Hell ruined my other record online because I would have been picking Forgotten Moments if it wasn't for you, Benny. Thanks very much.
0: Oh well there we go. So, if you want to listen to any more Lenny D stuff, you can of course find them all over the internet. Everywhere. Um, uh, and Industrial Strength's record. And if, really... and let's,
1: let's, let's talk tape just quickly again. Yep. If you want to listen to uh, him do a classic set, uh, Lenny D from Judgment Day Magic would be a good tape to start with. I I know that's that'll be on uh YouTube somewhere. Yeah,
0: is it not on one of those sites like All Wave or something like that? Yes, yes. If you are really, really 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 nice and you smash that like button and you put comments, yeah, well, maybe Addie'll post you a link to that. Yes. But um I don't know. Let's, let's hit the dreamer. Yeah, let's hit the dreamer. This is Lenny D the dreamer. tune. As we said before that went out, that is Addy's goat Lenny D. Indeed. That is the Dreamer, and as we said multiple times, that's on Industrial Strength, and it was on the Dreamer EP that was re-released in 2007. Addy, we're we're, down to two. Two? It's been emotional? We're down to two. Yeah, it's been well emotional. Um, The penultimate category before we get down to the final track, the one more tune of the night is the personal anthem section so everyone who's ever been in the world of rave mm-hmm. will have their own personal anthem there's that one song that no matter what mood you're in if you're <laughs> down you put that song on it picks you up if you're on the rave and you're just about to head out you can bang your headphones in and be like boom yep. and be straight there um, there's probably loads of different things that pass through your mind go, Adam, through, go through a few of the ones that let's, didn't make the list what so, oh, didn't make the list for personal anthems? Oh, Did you Hidden
1: Times like these that was almost up there. Um, Do we New York City Speed Call was oh, almost up there tune. But I don't want to list too many because uh, scientifically there might be uh, other
0: other times to play these. That's it. Yeah, don't forget that we still have we still have things for you. There's going to be loads more podcasts coming your way. Um, so if you had to wind it all down, Addy. What's your personal anthem? Well, as you know, Gavin I'm a bit of a tinker. He is a bit of a tinker. I'm a bit of sweary. He, he does he does like a bit of a sweary-sweary. I think I know where this is going. I like shouty, I like sweary, I like fucking massive 909 kick
1: drums, so I'm going to go for NASA Bluton Cunt Face. Oh! oh that's, that that, actually, that tune's
0: fucking disgusting.
1: Yes. Uh, it's absolutely listen. It's Get your nana and your mum...
0: Round and your little sister, yeah. and just get more close, and then play than that. Because at the end of the day, this is a family, it's a family show. It's a family show. We want we want everyone out there yeah. to benefit from it. It's all inclusive. It is. You know, we're giving we you this for now. That's it. We, we, we honestly, we fucking
1: hate all of you. I'm, I'm the gift <laughs> that just keeps fucking giving. <laughs> like cunts.
0: Right. Okay. So the penultimate tune of the night is Ali's personal anthem current can blue say Nassenbluten, which is German for, for nosebleed, yeah it is, um, Australia's greatest export, there we go, um, uh, if Australia existed, apparently, apparently,
1: if You don't know if flat earth, people are saying that Australia's a lie,
0: oh we can't get into flat earthing, <laughs> Australia's a lie, apparently, that's, that's, that's a new crap you try and tell that to all the fucking kangaroos and koalas, well,
1: poor blackouts, what, he's there now and I suppose it is, so he's an actor,
0: he's an actor, Oh, Paul, are you really acting like you're on the other side of the world? Yeah. That's shot You know what it is? He's just hiding in Whitley really Bay. Yeah, really, I know, yeah. Words of wisdom from Paul Blackout. Yeah. Right, Never okay. wear
1: shorts in the long grass.
0: <laughs> right, so, personal anthem, Naz and Bluton. Addy, what's it called? Cut face. <laughs> People are pumping all this shit out of
2: a thousand miles an hour. Yes, it is vacuous. You're fucking weird, uh, Don't fucking have you
0: fucking head kicked in.
2: Yes, it is vacuous. Fuck you! Fuck you! <laughs> People are pumping all this shit out at a thousand miles an hour. Fuck you! Out of 1,000 miles an hour. Farco! <laughs> yes, it is vacuous. Farco! <laughs> <I am! Vakal! laughs> yes, it is vacuous. Farco! Yes, vacuous. Farco! Yes, it is vacuous. God, I fucking hate you. Shop, 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 sh, 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 Shop, 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 sh, 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 because I'm fucking angry. Just shut the fuck up! What else is it? Yeah,
0: I hope your mum loves you still. Yeah, I, I hope your mum loves you. I hope your sister didn't cry. And I hope your nana's alright. I really do. <sighs> I hope I I'm, I'm, shit myself. <laughs> that was Naz and Blut Face. I believe it's off the EP called 100% No Soul it's Guaranteed. It's actually
1: the album on Industrial Strength. 100% No Soul Guaranteed. Bloody face. It is, it is Bloody Fist, but it's on It's
0: on. Industrial, uh, strength. industrial strength. It's yeah. on day's level. Yes. Right, okay. There we go, so... This is the On The Red podcast with Addy and Gavin. We are rounding down to the part of the show where we say goodbye. But every single podcast that we do, at the very, very end of each show, Addy is going to take over all of the proceedings and he is going to play for you a tune. Addy, tell us a little bit about this.
1: This is this is a, a difficult one because I'm not actually sure if it's Knife and Chop that actually did the tune or whether it's Captain Mayhap or some sort of collaboration between the two i just know it was on a mix by Knife fan shop back in the day i actually have got the mp3 but i don't think it was labeled so so he's gonna talk,
0: so it took him some digging to find it
1: yeah so this is like their reworking of a
0: uh, what pop punk anthem a pop punk anthem um, from yeah I would say so. It pop probably punk. is. I'd, I'd imagine that most of the people out there would know the, the original the version. Of song, yeah. So um, this is Addy's scientifically approved finale to and the this, night. This Hashtag is,
1: one more tune. And this is uh, possibly Dave Chop, Skater Boy,
0: from the Avril Lavigne. Yes. Yeah. Of course. Um, so he's been Addy. It's been Gav, and this, We are now officially off the rave. We are, yeah. Until next time, have fun, and this is possibly Knife and Chop uh, doing a remake of Skater Boy. We'll see you later. Bye.
2: He was the boy, she was the girl, can I make it any more obvious? He was the punk, she did ballet. What more can I say? He wanted her, she never tell. Secretly she wanted him as well. All of her friends stuck up their nose. He Problem with his baggy clothes He was a sweeter boy Just a you later boy He wasn't good enough for her He had a pretty face But her head was up his face He needed to come back down to her Five years from now She sits at home feeding the baby She's all alone She turns on to skater boy rocking up tiger beat. he calls up her friends they already know and they want to take it to see his show he dies alone stands in the crowd and looks up at the man that he turned down he was a skater boy she sent me a later boy he wasn't good enough for her now he's a superstar slamming on to he's worth, he was a he he wasn't good, at not for her. now he's a superstar, slamming so on his guitar, just your pretty face, see what he's worth. He's just a boy, and I'm just a girl. Can I make it any more obvious? We are in love, haven't you heard? How we rock.